wear that hat while in uniform? It's spring, sir. Listen, softly, Radar, talk in small letters. I have the Mount Rushmore of hangovers. Six aspirin companies are bidding for my head. Oh, Margaret. Margaret, whatever happened to good old meat and potatoes Christianity? Losing a jeep, personating officer all in two hours. If I get in trouble, my mother will kill me. Ours not to reason why. Ours not to let him die. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again are my good pals, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) Today we're actually starting Season 4 of MASH. We have Episodes 1 and 2, Welcome to Korea, Part 1 and 2. It's the 73rd and 74th episode overall. They are directed by Gene Reynolds, written by Everett Greenbaum, Jim Fritzel, and Larry Gelbart. It originally aired on September 12th, 1975, and the production code is G504 and G506. Corporal. Oh. Oh. O'Reilly. Yeah, ma. Fizzy chicken slot the pigs, I know. Sorry. Come on, soldier. Hit the deck. You're supposed to wake me, you know. I'm your commanding officer. Oh, Korea! Yeah, I'm not supposed to wake you. Oh, that's very kind of you, sir. It's really... I'm not interested in kindness. Oh, I've heard that, sir. Uh-huh. I've had enough of your oversleeping. Well, I just do it in the morning, sir. Haven't I told you not to sleep in your uniform? Oh, sir, the, the, the blankets itch. There's things in them. Oh, nonsense. Did you sleep in your clothes at home? I was more of a person there, sir. All right, let's go. I want to get assembly started. Oh, yes, sir. Where's your bugle? It's over there. Where? In the file cabinet under B. Oh, your clipboard's under C, of course. No, okay. I'd like to know what you're doing in this man's army. Me too, sir. All right, let's move. I'm moving, sir. Don't you brush your teeth in the morning? Uh, well, after breakfast. I want it done before. Well, that way I can taste the food. All right. Got in. Oh. Chest out. Chin up. Let's set an example for the camp, yes, huh? Hey. Hey. Okay, plot summary for this episode. Frank finally realizes his dream and takes command of the 4077th with the departure of Henry Blake. When Hawkeye returns from R&R, he is shocked to find that his best friend Trapper, John, has gone home and runs off with Radar to say goodbye before he leaves on his flight. He arrives a few minutes late, and the distraught Hawk meets Trap's replacement, BJ Honeycutt. To make things worse, the boys discover their jeep is missing and head into the officers' club to relax. Coming back out, they take out General's jeep and return back home where they encounter a platoon of injured soldiers, giving BJ his first taste of army life. Upon their return to the 4077th, a drunken BJ greets Frank and we learn that he is exactly like Trapper John. Well, not exactly like Trapper John. Yeah. <laughs> he just calls him Femmit Face. Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Hey! Hawkeye? Hey, Hawkeye? Just one note, Radar, and I'll show you a new way to play that thing. Oh, no, I wasn't going to listen. Softly, Radar, talk in small letters. I have the Mount Rushmore of hangovers. Six aspirin companies are bidding for my head. But I want to tell you, folks. Uh, yes, sir. 
Uh, you ever had a mouthful of cotton, Radar? Uh, no, sir. We were vegetarians. Listen. I think I'll have my breakfast in here. Soap could only improve it. We couldn't reach you in Tokyo. We tried for 24 hours. That was the idea. I was on R&R, resting and recreating. Yeah, well, we couldn't find you any place. I was with an unlisted geisha. She did the mile in 10 minutes and 8 seconds and never left my back. Well, I just wanted you to know that we couldn't reach you. And we really tried. What'd you need me for? You had Frank Burns and trusty Trapper John, champion of the oppressed and molester of registered nurses. He's gone, Hawkeye. He got his orders. He's been shipped stateside. What? Trapper's gone. He got his orders. Trapper went home? Yeah, well, he's on his way. What the hell are you talking about? How? When? Well, he found out about three days ago. Why didn't you call me? I said we tried. Can't believe it. Neither could he. He got dropped for two days and then he ran naked through the mess tent with no clothes on. <laughs> How could he leave without saying goodbye? Well, he waited around as long as he could. No note, a letter, nothing? Uh, no. Nothing? Well, he did say that I should give you something, but, uh... What, 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 what? Oh, gee, I can't. What? Okay, but just remember this was his idea. How long ago did he leave? A couple hours. He's taking an early plane out of Kimpo. Today? This morning? Yeah. Oh, oh no! Ah, gee! Uh, well, some of the guest stars on this episode, William Christopher as Father Francis Patrick Mulcahy Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tom Diver, who plays MP Lieutenant. Tom appeared in five episodes of MASH. His last role, according to IMDb, was in the episode of Cagney and Lacey. At least it wasn't Quincy. <laughs> Robert Carnes plays Colonel, an impressive 187 credits on IMDb for Robert and appeared in many classic American television programs, such as Perry Mason, Have Gun, Will Travel, Dr. Kildare, and The Man from Uncle. And Ted Ziegler plays Sergeant Dale. Now, just 22 credits for Ted. He appeared as myself in the TV movie Miracle in Bar under the name Drunk in Bar. <laughs> I'm still waiting for residuals on that one. <laughs> and then we have Reed Crookshanks, who played Staff Sergeant. This is Reed's only appearance in MASH, and unfortunately, he won't be appearing in anything else since he's sadly dead. From a staff infection. <laughs> Uh, Nat Jones plays G.I., not to be confused with the artist Nat Jones, who worked on Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, this Nat Jones has just five credits to his name, but his debut character in Coffee was that of Stoned Boy. I'm <laughs> guessing that wasn't someone who had just been pelted with rocks, but more of someone who had just come up with the meaning of life whilst listening to Miles Davis. <laughs> oh, nice. yes. Very nice, baby. Uh, Captain Pierce? Uh, Captain Pierce, sir, Captain Honeycutt. I missed Trapper by ten minutes. Oh. Ten lousy minutes. Yeah, Pierce? Hi. Can you believe that? You couldn't have driven any faster. I let that geisha take one too many laps on my back. Anything I can help with? Huh? Can I help? No, no, no. Let's forget it. Let's, let's, go, let's home. go home, all right? Let's, yeah, let's get out of here. Where's the Jeep radar? It's right here! 
there is no Jeep here. There's only a whole lot of here here. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Oh, no gee, sweat. No it's sweat. Stolen. All right. Listen, I'm responsible. I sang that Jeep out. I'll have to pay for it. And I'm poor. Hey, somebody! Hey! Holy cow! Things always this calm around here? It's the only war in town. I gotta get it back. I'll call an MP. Hey, Radar. MP! Radar! Boy. Radar! If you can keep your head while all about you are losing theirs, and you probably haven't checked with your answering service. Rudyard Kipling. Put that man a lady in the balcony. Hey, listen, that Jeep is government property. So are you. I never thought of it that way. Pierce, I'm just a little confused. Hawkeye, and don't let a little confusion throw you, Captain. BJ. One of the first things you learn over here, BJ, is that insanity is no worse than the common cold. How are we going to get back? We don't got any wheels. Here is the eminent Captain Honeycutt, fresh from the U.S. of A. And you and I are talking about cars. Let us welcome young weary traveler with food and drink. Kipling? Auto Club. Right. I will start us off with this one. About time. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I actually liked it because, as I've mentioned, you know, BJ is one of my favorite characters. And so I really – what? What are you laughing for? What's so funny? Sorry, I thought you said BJ is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> uh, oh, it's beginning. Sorry. Yay. <laughs> all right. Well, I actually – it's funny watching this episode because BJ is all clean cut. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so used to having that giant mustache. So yeah. it looks so much younger. Also, really cool, Radar is introduced to Grape Knee High. Or this is the first time we see Radar drinking Grape Knee High. Yeah. So that becomes like a thing for him for throughout the seasons. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had Grape Knee High? No. It's actually really good. Is, yeah. it just, is it just grape juice, is it, or something? Or... It's grape soda. Grape right? soda. All oh, right, okay. Um, no, I mean, I, I really like this episode. I mean, it's unfortunate that... Wayne Rogers skipped out before, you know, doing a proper ending because I think they could have done a really good proper ending for for uh, Trapper. But, you know, I understand the whole negotiation thing and him wanting out of the contract and, you know, that's mm-hmm. fine. I suppose it would have been I suppose it would have been quite hard as well for, for you know, him to leave under, you know, Casino McLean left with him, his character dying and being such a, a dramatic yeah. exit that what what you do if you, you're going to have someone else leave, you can't really match that, can you? Right. Yeah, right. I just wish he would have come back for a few episodes, maybe. Mm, you know, when, yeah. when he decided he was going to leave, but he said, you know, I'll come back for two or three episodes and then you can write me out of the story. I mean, it worked. It worked. It worked on screen. It was great how, you know, uh, Hawkeye was trying to get to him in time, and then we meet BJ, and I love the whole travel back. You know, because BJ's just a young, you know, clean-cut guy who's never been in war, never did this. This is his first deployment. And, you know, as he's coming back, he gets snipered at. They break down. He finds a platoon that's, you know, been uh, attacked, and he's... I mean, he gets the full force of Korea all within that travel of going from, you know, the base to MASH unit. Um, and I like that. I like that he just kind of gets tossed in, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. I overall, I just, I really, I, I thought this was a really good introduction to a new character. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to we got to know him quickly, and I love the fact that he is obviously going to be best friends with Hawkeye, and I love the way he greets. His first introduction to Margaret and Frank makes me laugh every <laughs> single time. Major Burns, Major Houlihan, may I present Captain B.J. Honeycutt. 
say, you fat face? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just overall, it was a really enjoyable episode. How about you, Meds? Yeah, no, uh, same here. I love it. I love this episode. And it doesn't feel, I mean, it, I, I think on the, the DVD anyway, um, the, the two episodes are put together. They're, they're, not, mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not separate. So when you're watching it, you, you kind of forget that this is a double episode. You forget that it's an hour, well, 50 minutes long. You, you know, we're so used to 25-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just flew by. It was so good. I, yes. I, I, I love the whole thing uh, about Hawk desperately trying to get to the, um, to the, you know, to the, the air base to try and find him, and he just misses him by a gnat's whisker. And, and BJ looking, you know, dead smart in his... I mean, I love that uniform. <laughs> I, I think they're called um, Pinky Browns, that uniform. Um, and I only know that because I saw some uh, American... Um, uh, well, uh, British people pretend to be American soldiers at a, uh, a museum by me uh, re- do reenactments. And I asked them, so, you know, what is the uniform from Korea, the 50s uniform? And they said, just look for Pinky Browns. I love it. I think the jacket looks great, and he looks looks business. I love as uh, slowly as the episode goes on, he loses his hat in the jeep, he loses mm-hmm. his jacket, mm-hmm. his ties off, his, he vomits everywhere. At one point, he's covered in <laughs> blood, you know, and 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 then he he obviously gets totally pissed with like Hawk and and and, uh, and Radar in the club, and and the bit in the club with the the um is it the general the, or the corporal, uh, the colonel, so who comes up behind Radar and he he says he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it at all about the new yes, the new possible. The new- uh, Ranking system that's corporal, going on. Cor- well, was it corporal, corporal captain, isn't it? Corporal yeah, captain. Yeah. Corporal captain. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Boys. Sir. Well. You all know this is an officer's club, don't you? I'm a captain, plainclothes division. Uh-huh. Corporal stripes and captain's bars. Uh, that's a new directive from the Pentagon, Colonel. Uh, that's right out of G2 and G3, making a G5 combined officer's optech glitch. Uh, experimenting with a new uh, rank, Corporal Captain. We're down here making a survey. We want to see, uh, you know, if everybody likes it. Uh, asking everybody in Seoul. Coleman Hawkins, right? Right. Well, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, put down one no, one against. Right. Excuse me. One negative, Corporal Captain. Thank you, Colonel. We really appreciate your help in this. No, sir, I don't like it at all. Um, the bit with the the Koreans in the in the, the field looking for mines. I oh mean, wow, you know, yeah. That I is. About that I mean, that obviously yeah. must have happened. But you know, to add to the comedy element of that, you know, I like the way they do that because it shows BJ the actual horror of where he is. It's not just dealing with soldiers that are injured. He's going to be dealing yeah. with the local community. The who, locals. You know, they, yeah. they they obviously, you know, I mean, they're very poor. So, but they, I mean, it's obviously it's alien for us to to put another human life just for the sake of. Of a field, yeah. do you know? Will you stop that? Stop! Hey, what's going on? They're making sure the field is okay for farming. The daughters are checking for landmines. If the girls survive, it's safe for the ox. Yeah, I don't know. Could have gone out. You mean there are live mines in that field? I say we don't find out. Hey! Stop it! Chang-ji! Chang-ji! Chung-Chi! Who's the father? Are you the father? Yeah, I don't know, huh? He told him to go ahead and not pay no attention to you. Is he crazy? Listen to me. Listen, how can you do this? You know what you're doing? Oh, son! That's what you are. You understand that? That's in your own language. Oh, son! That's what you are. What? You just call him an umbrella. What? How do you, what's, the, what's the word? 
Radar! How are you going to get out? Radar! Radar! What are you doing, you crazy? Come back here! Come here! Come back here! O'Reilly! How are you going to get out again? Radar! Come on, follow me. Hold on. Oh, put your feet in the same spots. Watch it. Come back the way you went in. Straight. We've just come straight easy, toward easy. it. Come, okay, come, come on. Toward easy. It, easy. Be careful. Come straight, Radar. That's it. Easy. Yeah, easy. 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 Fragment in her leg. Shock. Here. I guess the army's got a few more of these. Get her in a jeep, will you? Holy cow. Oh what? yeah, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. that's that's what my note. I understand what my note means. Mm. It's when <laughs> I really liked when Rayar went out to save the girl. He didn't even think about it. Yeah. He just yeah. ran out there to get her. You know, yeah. that, that just shows you such good character. Mm-hmm. That's it, a yeah. good character moment. Yeah. And just before that as well, when Hawkeye's shouting at him, Radar just turns around and looks at him with such, such <laughs> not disgust, but just such, like, pissed-off yeah. look. Where yeah. you, just, you just called him an umbrella. <laughs> 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 um, but the end, the end scene as well, um, with, you know, Radar on the sunbathing, and, and you get the little snippet of what's to come with, with Potter turning up, was fantastic. And, of course, we get the, you know, this is the bash... You know the match yeah. ten coming. Uh, I think it's a fabulous episode, a really good welcome to, of course, uh, Mike Farrell, who's who we didn't mention on the, the credits there. Of course, um, the wonderful Mike Farrell, who, who um, I, I think is fantastic. I, I, yeah. I know we mentioned this on the last episode, but uh, this is when, th- to me, is and I think it's because really when I first started watching Mash. I came, I came in around about this series yep, towards the end too. of it. I, I remember seeing Blake die and seeing this, so it's a bit like watching Tom Baker and Peter Davison. I know I always said Doctor Who, but I relate to that. But um, yeah, I mean, this is the start of when I, I get excited about Mash. Not that I didn't yeah. enjoy watching the, the, the episodes before, but I re- when I sat down, I realised that of course, oh hold on, we got Potter, we got Beach, and we've only got a few more series of, of Frank, and then we get Winchester come in, and it's like this is when I start to get really excited by by Mash. But fab- fabulous episode, I think it's fantastic. Fantastic introduction to BJ. Awesome. How about you, Al? Well, before I start, that, that, that I've been waiting to ask this question for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys like Winchester so much? I mean, what what about him over Frank appealed I hated to you? Frank, I just I I I just I mean, Frank was been fine. I don't know. He just he was he's just well. I mean, obviously, you know. I mean, I don't like bigoted people and just his personality. I think Larry Limbaugh was an amazing actor, mm-hmm. but but the character he's just so conniving and he's so two faced. And Winchester was just snobby, you know. That's what I you know. I don't know. I just I there was something better. I like the chemistry between the three of them better than with Frank. Yeah, I, and for me, I think it's because um, I agree with you. I mean, I, I love Larry Limbaugh, and I I. I you know, my, my opinions of Frank are nothing against him. I think he's a wonderful actor, and and we all know that in real life he was an you know an absolute you know cream yeah. of a guy, you know an absolute yeah. diamond geezer. But uh, for me, again, I, I don't like snivelly characters, and because I, I just you just get annoyed with him. And I also think. Hence the reason why Larry Lenville does actually leave is there's only so much you can do with that character. Yet when yeah. Winchester comes in, and I hate to say it because it doesn't put me in a very good light, you normally <laughs> like characters because you can um, associate, associate yourself with them. You see something in them. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I see a lot. <laughs> I see a lot of Winchester in me um, because I am at times fairly, and I'm not snob. I'm not a snob. I'm not, I certainly don't live in some kind. No, of no, no. Snob. You're a snob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably am. Uh, I do have a little bit of that mentality and, and all that, and because I, I do love 
good quality food and I do love good wine and I do like classical music. Obviously not to the point like Winchester is where he's abusive to people. I I don't mean that at all by any means. But I also love his accent. I I really Mm. like David Ogden Styers. I I think he's a wonderful actor. Um, And I I just think the the, the chemistry between... See, the, the thing with Frank is, is that you've only got... He only beats off really hot lips and occasionally Hawkeye and Trapper and then Hawkeye and BJ. Not so much with Blake. He, he, turned, he just got annoyed or just threatened to, to, to kind of like report him. Yet when Winchester comes in, there's an immediate report with, with Colonel Potter because, um, you know, he's, they're both high-ranking officers and they'll also, you know, Winchester thinks he's above anyone because of his, his you know, I suppose, his yeah. class status more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a report with Margaret. There's a report with BJ. There's a report with, even with Radar and Klinger. All the yeah. time with Klinger. He always, and there's a beautiful episode later on with, with, with Winchester and Klinger when it comes to his Christmas presents and he, and he secretly gives it away. And that, that is one of my all-time favourite matches. In fact, if, if I'm ever going to admit I well up an episode, it is that one. Because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just everything. So that, with me, that's the reason why uh, I, I, I love that. And also, I'm a big Cheers fan. And Cheers is set in Boston. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> wow, that is stretching the connection. <laughs> but that, but wow. that's, what, that's, that's, that's what my podcast is. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, I do waffle on. I'd waffle on about it in different connections. Yeah. And this is how you go. But that's, that's the reason why I'm yeah. Well, yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I mean, I, I, it took me a while to, to warm up to Winchester. But, you know, we can, we can cover that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the episode too. I mean, it was there. You know, of course, an episode this long, I'm going to have some things with it that I that I wasn't crazy about, and and uh, just because I liked it doesn't mean that I I can't uh, point out the things I didn't like. You know, for all you people out there who accuse me of being a hater, you know, I'm just telling it like it is. You know. <laughs> That's a good. Okay. That's a good scary jack going on there. You like that, do you? Um, my question is: w- w- Radar was a vegetarian. You ever had a mouthful of cotton, Radar? Uh, no, sir. We were vegetarians. <laughs> when was he a vegetarian? When he was yeah, living? I, I, I don't know on a farm. I, I just, I've seen him eating them sausages and all that oh, bacon yeah. and, and, all, and that lamb. That yeah, lamb, that lamb. That, that, that poor little lamb. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and this is kind of a neat tidbit. Uh, neuropraxia that uh, that Hawkeye was telling the um, the MP about is a real thing. I got a pretty sick boy back here. I'm Captain Pierce, surgeon, 4077. Got to get him to the hospital, 121st. What's wrong with him? Neuropraxia. Worst case I've ever seen. It's it's a real disease. Yeah, I looked oh, it really? up. Yeah, it's exactly what he said it was. It, it, you know, not the dog thing, but but it's a uh, it's a real uh, neurological disease. I thought it was kind of cool. Cool. And um, you know, Kenny, you mentioned it uh, a while back. You know, I do have a a bit of a background in the military, so I, I do have a little bit of. I have some pet peeves when it comes to representing military things incorrectly. And a biggest, the biggest pet peeve of mine in any show or movie that has military personnel in it is wearing covers, hats inside when you're in uniform. That is against regulations. The moment you walk inside of any kind of structure, that cover comes off. It has to come off. I mean, yeah. it's just that's 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 the regulation. But in this in this episode, we see it just all over the place. Like in the the officers' club, uh, everybody pretty much is wearing their cover. The only one that took the cover off was BJ. Oh well. yeah, that's true. So, yeah, because even know. the the colonel, that colonel general, whatever he is, he's yeah. nice hat on, isn't he? 
I know. Even, I know. Was that an ammo? Did yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought of your. Opinion. I shot an arrow into the air and where it landed, I know not. It's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's a, yeah. another interesting fact from uh, ex army uh, missing in action. Kessel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the Maya. <laughs> he served his country. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wasn't really, and, and I know it served a purpose, but I wasn't totally crazy about how Hawkeye right off the bat soured BJ on Frank. Now, like I said, I understand mm. why, but what other outcome could we possibly expect than to have BJ hate on Frank like he did? I mean, I know it's just, it's natural and we probably do it too. When we meet new people, oh, you're not going to like this guy because this is what he does. But, yeah, you know, it just, yeah. It, it kind of irritated yeah, me. Yeah, but a it's bit. not. It's not said. It's not said in a hateful way, is it? One, he's really drunk, and yeah. I've just been sitting in a club, and I say, "Oh, we call it." He's, he's, you know, he could have turned around and said, "Yeah, he's what? What we call him? His friendly nickname is Ferret Face." Yeah, and you know, and he said it at the beginning, and he says it a bit later on. And he, when you look, he gets like he's laughing, and he says, "Hi, you Ferret Face." It's not really said in a hateful manner. Yeah. It's just said in a drunken kind of like way, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. and I will admit, I loved that when, you know, <laughs> at the end, but. Um, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Meds. I think it was you, Meds, uh, when BJ lost his hat in the Jeep. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that was scripted or if that really was, you know, was like an accident, and they just decided to keep it in. I don't know because he does his reaction. He's real sort of like, "I've lost my hat. I've lost my hat." Yeah, isn't it? yeah, I know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you never know. It could have been produced. It could have been yeah. an accident that they kept in. But it was. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Whatever reason it was, I, I, it was. It looked natural to me. Yeah. Um, and I could see that this, for me, this was the point where the series really started changing a little bit from a pure rompish kind of comedy to a more comedy drama, you know, a little bit more seriousness. Like with the scene with the girls in the minefield. Now, I know they've done things like that before uh, with uh, Trapper running out mm-hmm. to grab the little girl, but they, they laced a lot of comedy in with that. Mm-hmm. This time when Radar runs out there, you know, and when... You, you, right, you know, right before that scene, it's it's approached a lot more seriously, mm-hmm. and you could you can see this is where it kind of swings into a little bit more of a of a drama comedy, which I think served the series really well. They yeah. you know they changed into something a little more oh watchable, <laughs> other than just this you know series slapstick-y. of yeah slapsticky yeah thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, when um, when Radar, Hawkeye, and BJ were, were driving back to the camp, it kind of reminded me of planes, trains, and automobiles, you know? <laughs> All the stuff that was happening to them. Yeah. Um, and and, and what, what was kind of funny to me is that when Hawkeye and Radar went to Kempo, they made super time. I mean, they were there, it seemed like no time flat. But on the way back... It was like it took days. <laughs> it's like, wow, what the heck else can go wrong with this? Yeah. Uh, and a yeah. little thing that, that I caught, I don't know if you guys caught the flat tire. When Hawkeye about- takes the flat tire off, it's not flat. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's fully inflated, and it actually kind of bounced a little bit, and they rolled it off. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and then another kind of uh, nitpicky thing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, at Rosie's bar there towards the end, uh, uh-huh. the guys that were fighting in the background, and then they, they, they burst through that window. Uh-huh. You hear glass shattering and breaking everywhere, but it's very clearly plain paper, on your face it? that yeah. it's yeah that it's paper. That it's either yeah. paper or like a plastic. So. Oh. Yeah, but all in all, 
I enjoyed the episode. Hmm. I like that worked into next Sunday's sermon, Father, if you can possibly manage it. Strength through obedience. Uh, the discipline of this unit, the lack of respect is disgraceful. I've had notes stuffed in my suggestion box that would curl your dicky, Father. These lads are under terrific stress, Major. They are? Well, what about the stress of command? I'm ru running the hospital, the staff, the supplies, looking right. <laughs> I have one Korean, a college graduate, who does nothing but keep my boots shined at all times. It costs me three cigarettes a day, but it's worth it. Well, I'll look forward to next Sunday, Father. I look forward to all of them. I don't get you. Major Burns? Major. Father. Did you give permission that I didn't know about for Captain Pierce to leave this camp? I certainly did not. Well, he is not anywhere to be found. Nowhere? That's right. Have you looked everywhere? Obviously I've looked everywhere if I know that he's not anywhere or nowhere. I'm sure it can all be explained. Are you keeping your nose out of this? Frank. Oh, sorry, Father. Sorry, Mother. Margaret. All right, let's go ahead and move on to hard behind the scenes. I will start us off. This is obviously the debate of Mike Farrell as Captain BJ Honeycutt, and the first episode to last more than 25 minutes. Mm. Uh, at the end of the segment, the PA announcement reports Colonel Sherman Potter will arrive and take command of the 4077th on the 19th of September 1952. The next segment, Change of Command, will introduce Potter, originally aired 19th of September 1975. And reporting for duty as new commanding officer at 1600 hours, 19 September 1952, Harry Morgan as Colonel Sherman Potter, regular army. God help us all. Whoa, that's Very really cool. cool, man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mind tripping, dude. <laughs> now, when planning to steal the general's jeep at Kinpo, Hawkeye jokingly puts his hand over his eyes and quizzes radar. I can prove it. Test me. It's olive drab, right? Well, yeah. It's made in Detroit. They all say that... mud underneath and four seats that can reduce your behind to tears. Yeah, but... They didn't fool me for a minute. But in reality, Korean War-era Jeeps were all manufactured in Klinger's hometown of Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Very cool. When Hawkeye and Radar attempt to pass military checkpoint, Hawkeye tells the MP that Radar has neuroplexa, which Al mentioned earlier, that's a real thing. And it's right here. Although this is a real medical condition, the typical symptoms only include loss of sensory and motor control in the upper and lower body, not foaming at the mouth or loss of consciousness. Uh, no, that's just after we've done this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Hawkeye bluffs the MP by implying that neuropraxia is contagious and that Hawkeye can't catch it because he only carries the germ. None of this is true. It is not contagious and it is not caused by a germ. No. It's caused by a dog, right? Rabbit uh, dog. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ah. After changing the flat tire in the general's jeep they stole, they abandon the tire while under fire. However, when they arrive at Rosie's bar, the spare tire is mounted on the back of the vehicle for for the remainder of the episode. Oops. Yep, so not only is it not flat, they <laughs> never got rid of it. Akio spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> When Colonel Potter arrives at the 4077th, he is seen driving the same General's Jeep that Radar and Hawkeye stole from Kempo, noted by the large white star on the center of the hood. The serial numbers on the driver and passenger side of the hood, U.S. Army 
slash 2A401 and a dirt pattern on the front bumper and front of the wheel wells after the flat tire scene. Hmm. I wonder I wonder if that's that same Jeep that's um in uh, it's still at the at the the film site. Oh, I have that's a good question. I have to check it out. I don't know if I can see the the serial number on it anymore. But. Yeah, it's quite rusty, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the episode, when the United Nations flag is being raised, it is upside down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Doesn't that mean uh, that the nation is in distress? I think so. Yeah. And this one's for you, Mads. After returning from the first commercial break, as Hawkeye and Radar are arriving at Kimpo, the voice on the loudspeaker paging Sergeant Sterner to the maintenance is Wayne Rogers. Did you know? Did you know that before this was on? No, no, nope, nope. Oh, I found wow. that little tidbit of news. Yeah, very cool. This episode won the Emmy for outstanding film editing in a series. Uh, Jade Reynolds won the Emmy for outstanding directing in a comedy series. And BJ is from Mill Valley, California, not too far from where Trapper would be working several years later on Trapper John M.D. Very cool. And finally, no longer a guest star, Jamie Farr is added to the opening credits. About bloody time. Finally. Now, if William Christopher can get there, I'd be very happy. <laughs> uh, the 8055th MASH is mentioned in this episode. Now, the 8055th MASH was the real-life MASH unit in Korea, which served as the basis of the 1968 novel and the 1970 movie, and this uh, very 1972-83 to 83 TV series. Are we there? Camp's just across the road. This is a rest stop. You look like you could use a belt. Sir, we really hmm. should deliver the captain. We gotta get him started on his ulcer first. Forward, drink! Hello, Kim. Hi, Hi Kim. Hi, Radar. Hello. Hello. Saki with beer. Make it two. Uh, Mihai grape. Kinda quaint. Toilet. Didn't want to say that. In two months, this will look like the time of the mark. Don't give me none of your lip, you big... Any diversion is welcome, except the diversions become routine. Crazy thing is, hell though it is, I think I feel closer to the people in this hospital than I've ever been to anybody else in my life. Or ever expect to. Keep them coming, Kim. Uh, on Hawkeye's tab? Right, I'm entertaining a client. My teeth will turn purple. Women love that. You know, I really can't wait to see the place. You can wait. You've heard of a military post? This is a compost. Everything we got is surplus. The lice are surplus. Only the wounded are known. Supplies are a joke. The tedium is relieved only by the boredom. I can't think of a single reason why we're here except we're needed. So pitch in, muddle through, pip pip, and the whole schmear. Ours not to reason why. Ours not to let them die. Drink up, you're behind. In other words, do your job as best you can and show. You got it. Please, I'm with friends. They're all out of maraschino cherries. Kim, some more sake. 
All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the Mash 4077 logo on it even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for mash 4077 podcast. All right. So this definitely, I think, was thumbs up all around and definitely a great introduction to what I find is a really interesting and fun character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. like to. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go back and watch that again, just simply so that I can <laughs> catch Wayne Rogers. But the thing is, of course, Wayne Rogers, um, his accent, his real life accent, of course, he's uh, he's nothing like the one that he has in Mash because he, yeah. he he kind of made it a lot uh, lot less his natural one. So yeah, yeah. I'd have to go back and uh, listen there. Yeah, cool. yeah, right, and cool. I, and I got to tell you that uh, rewatching it now, at, you know, for the for the podcast and everything, you know, I, I am kind of feeling a little bit differently towards the new group. Uh, I, I like I like Potter and BJ, so. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you out watching the first three seasons with the original cast. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can actually say I love that cast now. Yeah. I, I really loved the new the newer cast, but I really didn't like this first cast. But now after watching them with you guys and discussing them, I've actually really, really enjoyed that cast. Good. Almost just as much as the new cast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've actually learned to appreciate everybody now, you know, Good. which is really cool. Why, we're having a Disney moment here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think that's going to do it. I am Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Chapstick McSqueezy. And we'll be seeing ya. This is it. Hey, what's going on? I'm in charge here, Major Burns. Sir, this Jeep is the property of Major General Cornell Dickering. I don't know what you're talking about. You'll have to come with me, sir. What? I vouch for this man's character, Lieutenant, but he doesn't have any. Snot! 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 Have I ever lied to you? Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. 
Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a a Mickey Mickey day. So, Ghost Infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Nutloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get... I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? Watch and learn. I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Have I... Okay, huh? Uh, Robert Carnes plays Colonel Anne. Anne? Colonel Anne. Plays Colonel Anne. (laughs) Sorry. And appeared in many classic American... (sighs) And then we have Reed Crookshanks. He played Sergeant... (laughs) 
You got cat. Crookshanks right. But you know. Crookshanks because it's the cat in Harry Potter, so I knew oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Just 22 credits. What the hell was that? Was that? <laughs> this ambulance outside.